At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hmm? Ah! Huh. Hey, everybody. I'm Rima. And I'm Wendy. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show Ozark. Today we are covering Season 4, Episode 9, Pick a God and Pray. Pray indeed. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think of this week's episode? It felt very tense. Mm -hmm. The tension. I, I was just dying to see what happened next. I was so worried for everyone. I saw in one of the listener feedbacks that they thought it was one of the more boring episodes, but I didn't. Somehow the tension just kept ramping up for me. I just didn't know what direction it was going to go in. It wasn't clear. Me too. I agree with what you said. I don't think it was boring, but I feel like there was a lot of chess pieces being moved. Mm -hmm. But it was still intense. Because I don't, I don't know that this show knows how to not do an intense episode, honestly. It's all intense for me. But I think that we got that fallout starting to, because I, I said setup, and I do feel like that's kind of what we're getting. We're getting a lot of setup for what's going to continue into the rest of the episodes that we have here. Dealing with the fallout of Javi having been taken out by Ruth. And now we're starting to kind of see at least some of those consequences and uh, what's going to come of that. It was very intense. Yeah. A lot happened, honestly, I thought. I do feel like in some ways it's a setup episode. Mm -hmm. It's setting up the things to come. But there's so much at stake that it didn't feel boring at all to me. No. I think it's just we're counting down We only have five more episodes to go, and I'm really nervous for me, (laughs) for our characters we love. I know. And to think that, like, how much we need to get to in just these few amount of episodes that we've got left. I feel like there's so much that needs to happen. And they're introducing really new concepts like Marty going to Mexico to... (sighs) right. Run the cartel. <laughs> what the hell? What could go wrong? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, it was an intense episode for sure. I'm I'm really excited to talk about it this week. Well, I I think you should go this first this week. What's your what's your number five? All right, my number five. I joked around in the recap about Mel Saddam being Maya's baby <laughs> I daddy. I know, I thought of you in this episode. I was like, oh my God, Wendy. <laughs> I know. And here we see them, de- you know, he's definitely going for it with her. He's shooting a shot, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was really awful to watch because we still don't know who he is, what he's wor- who he's working for, what his motivations are. But something about him gives me the absolute creeps. I would not be in a room alone with him. 
there's just something about him. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Brian is convinced that he works for Navarro, but I don't think so. I, I just think it would have come out by now. Well, so I'm curious. So we did finally, because I thought, is this dude really who he says he is? He just kind of pops up out of nowhere. Hey, I just need a signature. Just need a signature. But we actually, in this episode, find him talking to Helen's, I guess, soon-to-be ex-husband. I guess that's what he's trying to do is get divorced. And mm-hmm. he can't, you know, they're trying to find her to get this to sign off on. So we actually get him with this scene. Does that not convince you that he is who he says he was, that he's working for Helen's husband, ex-husband? See, I didn't take that scene to confirm that he was working for him. I okay. I felt like he was trying to get information from them. Oh, okay. Maybe in the vein of this can get your divorce for you. I thought he was trying to get information from them. And it was Aaron who was saying, hey, don't talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like that was confirmed that that's who he's working for. He may be doing some side things in order to try to get them on his side or get them to give him information. And I feel like that's what he's doing with everybody. That's what he's doing with Wendy's father. That's what he's doing with Maya. But I don't think we really know who he works for or if he works for somebody or what his motivations are. And I think that's all to come. Okay. What so if he do you think then he's not really looking for Helen? What do you think it is that he's doing if not looking for trying to figure out what happened to Helen? I think he's on Wendy and Marty's trail and I don't okay. I just don't know why. Oh, okay. okay. I think it's more than just Helen. Well, I think I agree with that part. I I do feel that this started out as uh, looking for Helen. For her ex-husband. I but I think it'd be a great twist mm-hmm. if if that wasn't. I just I, I feel like this show can definitely it delivers big twists and turns that at least for me personally, I don't always see coming. I was talking to my daughter about the show. She watches the show as well. You know, I was like, you know, usually I can do a pretty good job with a lot of shows. I not to like brag or take my own harm, but a lot of times I can kind of figure out what's going on or who, or what's going to happen next. Like, oh, this person's going to do this, or this is going to be the next thing that happens or something. I can usually kind of plot these things out a little bit. And I think most people can, but we were talking about, I was like, you know, but this show, Ozark is one show I can never figure out. Like I can never figure out what's going to happen next. There's always a twist, always a turn. So I could totally see that he, he could be someone that we He's not who he says he is, right? Can't take him at face value. So I, I agree. I, I do kind of agree with that, that it would be a good good twist. However, I think that because he's a former cop, he's got this in him, right? He's got this investigative nature about him. And mm-hmm. obviously being a PI, he's used to digging. I think that he's gotten involved looking for Helen. And yeah, he's had this confrontation or multiple confrontations with Marty and Wendy and I think it's the cop in him that he's like, I want to find out what the hell's going on. And I, I do think it's probably going to not end well for him if he does. I mean, Helen's daughter, and I can't for the life of me remember her name. Aaron. Aaron, thank you. Yes, you just said that, didn't you? <laughs> it's totally okay. right out of my brain. I think she's right. She's like, we 
she don't want to know if if the cartel is involved like this and she is 100% right i mean it has done no favors at all to anyone in the show knowing anything about the cartel or being involved or anything and i think she's totally right i think that he it's maybe just his cop nature that's piqued his curiosity and i think that he thinks that he can maybe break something here and i think that was what his intention was uh talking to maya and getting involved with her because he's like hey he's wanting to get back into good graces he thinks i think if he can out them or something or or provide some kind of information it might be a way to get his job back i think he wants to become a cop again or get back in good graces or something and i think i wonder if that's his motivation it seemed to me that Aaron almost tipped him off. Her reaction mm-hmm. to it yeah. was so extreme that I think he's going to walk away from that interaction thinking she knows more than she's saying. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes tries yeah. to come back to her and confront her a little bit because, yeah, she came on pretty strong. Yeah. Um, I thought with her reaction, like, wow, that's like, yeah, like she does know something. I agree. And I thought Maya's instincts are usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I don't think her instincts here were good. Watching him and Maya was like watching a fly in a spider web. Uh-huh. I I was really nervous for Maya, who I have really liked. And I feel like she's one of the good principled people in this show, which of course means she's probably going to have a horrendous <laughs> death. I know. <laughs> so I don't know if it'll serve her well or not. Yeah. So that was my number five. I like it. That was um, actually my number four. So, you know, I'll just swap that around. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think it's I thought it was interesting that he came back around again. And then we got those scenes. And I'm curious what he's up to, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if he keeps digging, though, it's not going to end up well for him. I know that. Yeah, I agree. What is your number four? Let's see. Number four was about Wendy's father, Nathan. Mm. As much as I don't like Wendy, and I think this episode just keeps hammering that home, Nathan is just detestable. Yeah. This, he he really enrages me. I think at one point I said something to Brian, like, stab him in the heart 17 (laughs) times. He needs to go. Yeah. I thought he was just, you know, when we first met him. I thought, man, he, there's something about him kind of unlikable. But, you know, because we don't, me, I'll just keep speaking for myself here, don't like Wendy so much. I'm like, she's got to be the, the problem here, right? Which she is, obviously. Yeah, we learned a lot more, I think, in this that makes him definitely the more detestable. Yeah, they say the apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree. Mm-hmm. He disparages Wendy at every opportunity. And you can really see that he has done this her whole life. He's obviously been abusive to them when they were children. This seems to have impacted her greatly and probably Ben as well. He continues to be super passive aggressive, getting digs into Wendy wherever possible, especially to Charlotte and Jonah. After Marty and Wendy leave, he continues just talking badly about her to Charlotte and Jonah, who I think are smart enough to figure out that they've got his number. Mm-hmm. You know, they they are pretty realistic about Wendy, but they also realize this guy's just being a douche. Yeah. He was making her feel guilty about Ben, even at a young age, talking about how she left to go to Chicago, which I'm assuming was for college, leaving Ben behind and he cried. Who says that? Yeah. 
about your sibling. Mm-hmm. Of course, this guy's with a woman who just worships the ground that he walks on. Everything he said, the the woman that he was with, I can't remember her name. She was like, well, he did this for me and he did that. and He's here now, so we're all going to be saved. It was really hard to take. I love the actor, Richard Thomas. I do too, yeah. From John Boy, of course. John Boy, yeah. And he was in The Americans, which was, he played a really great role in The Americans, too. Agent Gad, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I, mm-hmm. I, I still got to finish that show. But yes, I watched the first several, like three seasons. It's so freaking good. Such a I'm great down show. to the last season. I've been binging that in the last six months. I'm oh, down to the last season. That's a tough season. one to binge because you talk about yeah. an intense show and so dense. That show is definitely, I've got to to circle back to that one it just it fell off my radar and i just didn't pick it back up not because it wasn't great because it is freaking great yeah agent gad he's Mm -hmm. uh, such a good show and an interesting character he had a great arc yeah yeah so that's my number four well i'll add to that because nathan is also one of my points as well um very interesting that he kind of comes back i guess we should have known that he was going to that we wouldn't have a, a character played by someone like Richard Thomas, that he's just going to show up in like a, a, a one scene or one episode right. kind of thing. So I guess I should have, should not have been surprised to see him come back around. He just throws another, and I'll talk about this, but just another freaking stone uh, or a pebble in the pond here of this. Let's add to the problems. Okay, let's, oh, you know what? It's not enough. We have all this shit we're dealing with, but oh, guess what, Wendy? Your dad's in town. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And clearly, Wendy and her father have a very complicated relationship, as was revealed that you were just talking about. We find out clearly he was really abusive. That was hard, hard to to listen to. And the way that Laura Lenny, when she when he left, her and Marty are there in their like dining room and she says sanctimonious. Fuck. You know, she says that with just such conviction that like it's 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 said with the tone of someone who's dealt with that type of behavior um, all her life. Um, mm-hmm. And she really nailed nailed that line. And the thing that's really triggering for Nathan is he is a type of person who knows how to really push your buttons in just a certain way, but make you feel like it's your fault or that you're overreacting. And that sucks. You know, like he was pointing out, he said, Wendy ran away from home at what, 10? I mean, how far? I mean, this kid gets all the way to the bus. That doesn't just happen so easily. You have to think, well, why did she do it? Well, sounds like we know why, right? Definitely don't like this guy. I think, yeah, he's not going to be, you know, very good influence on the kids. And I, but I do think that you're right when you said that I think they're smarter to know, like, hmm. You know, something's not quite right here. Mm-hmm. Although I know that Wendy and Jonah have a really complicated relationship. I do think that he's a little smarter to kind of figure that out. But it's interesting. You know, we were just talking about Mel. Uh, we know Mel went to talk to Nathan for about Ben. And, you know, as he's unraveling all of these things and all these things are coming to light. So I don't know. And <laughs> was it mentioned in this episode? Because maybe I missed it. Even though I've watched it twice, I could have missed it. Do, do we know how... Mel came back to be in Nathan's life. Did Nathan reach out to Mel to hire him? Or did Mel go to Nathan and say, hey, let me help you? Or did, did, did was that talked about? I'm not sure I remember exactly, but I think it had the vein of Mel reaching out okay. to Nathan. I just, I, and it may not matter. I don't know. Well, no. So the events that happened in this episode were that... 
Mel got back from his trip visiting Gene mm-hmm. and Aaron, and he came to what must be his apartment with his cat. The cat is real. And then, so- <laughs> yeah, and then somebody called him, and I believe that was Nathan. So maybe uh, it was Nathan. Okay, okay. Yeah. That, I didn't connect that. And again, it may not be important, but I'm just, I'm curious because I feel like maybe it can kind of help figure out motivations and how. Yeah. Mel is now getting brought back in again, mm-hmm. kind of getting what he wants a little bit, because I do think he is trying to get his nose in there, figuring out what what's going on with, you know, Wendy and Marty. I think his instincts are prickling up, knowing that they're up to something yep. or involved with something, you know, he may not know to the extent you know, knowing that something is pretty, pretty off and that they probably know what happened to Helen. And it seems like he's kind of putting some pieces together, especially if he's talking about the cartel. He's not far off, off the mark. Just another pebble in the uh, pool of problems that Marty and Wendy are kind of dealing with in this episode. I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And it, it it's interesting be- to see how it affects Wendy because she's already dealing with all of these things. And clearly that's another factor for her to have to deal with. So it's it's interesting, I think. She is incapable of blowing Nathan off or dealing with Nathan. He just knows the buttons to push and Wendy mm-hmm. cannot stop herself from reacting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's sometimes family members do that to us. Oof. Whereas you would be yes. completely level-headed normally. Mm-hmm. There's just certain people that push your buttons that you cannot stop reacting Yeah, like I said, it's probably going to be a really big factor for her this season, really kind of put her off balance where she's so used to being, she's able to kind of flip that, you know, she can, she might be angry, you know, we we definitely do see her angry and get angry and and act out and stuff. But yeah, like you said, nobody can kind of get to you and push your buttons like certain family members can. And and I think Mm -hmm. having Nathan there poking and prodding at her and pushing those buttons while she's trying to deal with all of this other drama that they clearly have going on is definitely going to, I think, probably make her unravel quite a bit mm-hmm. the rest of the season, I think. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot on her plate. She does not have time for his bullshit. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. What's your number three? Maybe you should go for your number three. You want I don't want to take all your things. It, and it and I have a feeling any of mine are going to open up into stuff you have. It might. You know, this is what happens to Paik and I all the time. Uh, we, we always kind of start blending in with uh, each other's thoughts. Okay, well, why not? We'll switch gears here and okay. I'll go first. Let's talk about Claire Shaw. I don't know that I'll have a whole lot to say. It might be kind of a short point, but I thought it was an interesting couple of scenes that we had with her. She gets confronted at her home by, and I'm going to say in quotes, this representatives of this tile company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tile and stone. That was owned by Javi. I didn't buy for once. I didn't buy for one second that they would have been working for Javi as tile uh, and stone. Just, just want to lay some tile. That's all we're trying to do. <laughs> didn't buy that for a second. You know, she plays it cool. I questioned Claire like, I feel like she's a, a powerful female in a powerful role in this company. And she didn't get there, I think, by being perfectly clean. By any means. I mean, her bodyguard alone um, seems like he's seen and and done some things. Um, So I feel like that makes me believe a little bit that Claire has been involved in shadier things, not just with Wendy and Marty. But I don't know that. She was a pretty cool cucumber in that scene. And I can't say that 
I would have been. So it sounds like she's wanting to kind of distance herself from Marty and Wendy in this whole cartel business. I think she's starting to smarten up and be like, you know, y'all are dragging me down with you. I don't know if she's going to be successful or not, because I feel like because I'm such an expert, I guess, in all these cartel shows and everything I've seen and watched that once you're in, it's not so easy to get out. But it looks like she's trying. Yeah, Especially a cartel leader Mm -hmm. was killed inside her building with her present. Yeah. So that's uh, some tricky information that if it gets out to the right people, she could be doomed. Absolutely. And she can also, because they're going with the story, and I don't want to go too far into it because it it could be one of our points. But, you know, they're going to go with the story that Omar had Javi killed, not Mm -hmm. what really happened. He doesn't even know what happened, but we find out there is security footage. Or at least they said there was. They said there was, yes. Which, yeah. I mean, makes sense to me. I think I think we talked about it in that episode. Like, how the hell? You can't tell me this type of building doesn't have, like, security cameras and at, at minimum. Especially a pharmaceutical yeah, company. Good, yes, exactly. Good point. Yeah. That a company of this type wouldn't have some type of security and cameras or at least some measures. And at least even a doorman or someone working the front desk is after hours, things like that, whatever. So, yeah, they're saying that there's security footage, which would make sense. So, I mean, she, she could have that in her back pocket as well to be like, oh, you really want to know what happened? Uh, let me show you. Yeah, but it sort of implicates her as oh, well. Abs- oh, totally. Any f- footage they would have would also implicate that. Th- I mean, she could say it was under duress, but it certainly didn't seem like it was. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Not wanting to see Wendy. I don't know if she was really in the building or not. You know, when the bodyguard's like, yep, she's not in her office and she's not taking her calls. She's definitely choosing to distance herself, wanting to keep her. She's got to keep her business going, right? She's got board members and, you know, her stockholders to keep keep happy. And she ends up contacting Ruth to help bring in her supply that she needs. I thought it was interesting and I'm not sure where that's going to go and how that will play out. But I just I liked seeing her you know, not sit back and wait. And that's just another thing that puts a wrench in Marty and Wendy's plans. It's just kind of a lot of my points are going to talk about things that happened in this episode, because it seems like everything that happened were just more ripple effects of Javi having Mm -hmm. been murdered. All of these things are coming out of that. And this is just one of them is that Claire's like, I've had enough of this shit. Yeah, I'm done with you guys. I'm, I'm done with that deal. And that really sets Wendy back because then what does that mean for their foundation? Does that mean that Claire's not going to be, I mean, if she's not in business with them anymore, as far as like being the contact to get the drugs from the cartel, what does she have? What's her motivation for continuing to provide funding to the foundation? Mm -hmm. I mean, does that mean that whole thing is done? I'm guessing. I love the way she's coming into her own and she's really ballsy. Mm hmm. And she's just going for it. And she's really grown in that way since we started out. She was really hesitant to even get involved in something like this. She was scared, as she should have been. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she's really getting to a point where she's just making the decisions on her own. She's not being led. It felt like Wendy and Marty were the ones that were leading her along. Mm -hmm. And she's going for it. I don't think it's a smart move, but it's interesting to watch. It is interesting to watch. Yeah. Just another 
Another kink there. Mm-hmm. Good old Claire. All right. Well, that was my number three. What is yours? I'll lead into that and talk about Ruth for my number three. Oh, yeah. She's in a space where she just doesn't care. When Claire tries to blackmail her, I'm not sure what kind of reaction she expected to get out of Ruth, Mm -hmm. but Ruth just dishes it right back at her, pulls out a sawed-off shotgun, and gets the drop on both of them, her bodyguard and her. Yeah. Ultimately, Claire came there to make a deal with her. I think blackmail was probably a poor start. Yeah, maybe not the best show of good faith, maybe. (laughs) Ruth is just in a space where what are they going to do to her? She just doesn't care. No, I think at this point she's lost so much. Mm -hmm. I know she's still got three. I mean, she's not in the great uh, great headspace right now. No. And she is still being smart. Mm -hmm. She throws the gun in the lake. She turns in Zeke to the police, and she's smart enough not to say anything to the police. She doesn't want to go to jail. Yeah. She doesn't want to get caught. So she is still being cognizant of the smart moves to make. But she's not going to put up with shit from anybody right now. Yeah, she's not one, like, poking the bear. She's not in a great headspace. You shouldn't be messing with her at the moment. Because, yeah, she's Mm going to pull a shotgun. Right now, she doesn't give. And the sheriff tries to manipulate her, mm-hmm. and Ruth's just not having it. That sheriff knows that Ruth didn't have anything to do with Wyatt being killed. I mean, she probably knows that Ruth knows something about I it. I think she does right. absolutely know in her heart that Ruth knows what happened to them. But yeah. she knows that Ruth didn't do it and right, wasn't response. Right. She knows Ruth loved Wyatt. And... Ruth kind of knows that. So Ruth knows that, what are they going to do, arrest her? They're not going to do that. Right. God, she played it so well, too. Like, damn, you are a great liar. You know, (laughs) or at least I thought she was, you know, when she's getting questioned. Um, The way that she was handling that, she's like, I don't know what happened and I don't know who did it. You know, she was totally playing it off. But I mean, it didn't look good because she is the one that found them. And since there's no other witnesses and no one does know what happened, it doesn't look great for Ruth as far as like being I know they're not calling her a suspect but obviously it's like well it's kind of strange you know how how this happened and then she runs off with Zeke that doesn't look good either Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't shed her in the best light at all but she was the one who called the police so she is the one that called the police so that if it was you then why would you and I loved that the sheriff said don't you want me to find out who did this Mm -hmm. And Ruth says nothing, but it's like, "Mm, nope, I already did that. Check. (laughs) Already took care of that problem. Thank you very much. That box is checked. We're good. Yeah. I would have liked, however, to have seen her wipe the gun down before she got rid of it. And I also would have preferred that she had maybe taken her boat out in the middle of the damn lake and thrown it out, not in front of her damn house. Not 20 feet in front of her house. Yeah, I said the same thing. When she was doing that, I was like, what? why there? Like you, the Ozarks. You have a whole lake. I'll say if if anyone's ever been, uh, you know, and and to seeing how how large it is at the Ozarks, the Lake of the Ozarks, it's massive. There's so many places to have dumped this. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, why do you have to do that in front of your house? If anything did come around to her and I mean, look, there's probably a lot of things out in that lake. Just doesn't look great doing it in front of your house. And also she didn't wipe it down. I 
feel like should have done that at least. So, yeah, I feel like those were, you know, one thing that she could have been a little bit smarter about, in my opinion. And Brian and I were watching this together, mm-hmm. and usually he's way ahead of me, but I kind of <laughs> gave him a lightning bolt moment oh. where he was like, "What's what good is the farm doing? Like, it's not her farm. And I'm like, well, let's think about it. Whose farm was it? It was Darlene's. Hmm. Who married Darlene? Wyatt. Who's Wyatt's heirs or next of kin's? Huh, it's three and Ruth. Oh, so they would have control of the... That farm could be hers now. Darlene had no other kin. Mm-hmm. Zeke wasn't her legal child. So that farm could now belong to Ruth. Wouldn't that be interesting? I didn't think about that. I did not think about that. Yeah, then that would be really interesting then. Was she one of my points? I don't remember. Yeah, she is. I'll just add to that what you're saying and include it in in my next point. Because it's like, well, what is she going to do now? Is she going to become the next Darlene? She's pulled her shotgun out and she's, I think, done it a couple of times. It's not the first time we've seen her come out with a shotgun. She hasn't shot up as many people like what Darlene has done. She is definitely a friend of the shotgun. To see her go into the barn... Like, is she going to take up, pick up where Darlene left off? And just while we're saying that, can we just talk about how is there still a pile of heroin there or stack? I don't know what you call it. What do you call a pile or stock of heroin? I don't know. I have no Um, idea. I'm not. Stash. Stash. Okay. A big stash. (laughs) That is a big ass stash of heroin. There's cops all over the place there at Darlene's. There's a missing baby, two dead people, and they don't. How is that heroin still there? I mean, maybe it was an outbuilding. I thought it was closer to the house. Is it not closer to the house? She was supposed to have a lot of land. They do have a lot of property, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, it just... Maybe they hadn't gotten to it yet. But yeah, you would have thought they would have done a cursory inspection of the buildings. Especially because there's a missing baby. Yeah, that's very true. Anyway, I guess we have to suspend our disbelief a little bit there. So what do you think Ruth is going to do now? So Shaw needs a constant supply. What I was thinking, it's like when she's calling up Ruth, it's not just this one-time delivery, you know, that she needs. She needs, oh, my brain is escaping me because I feel like I, I feel like the first half of the season was so long ago. It really wasn't, but I, I watched it when it came out and I've watched other things. So my brain, and I haven't done a rewatch, so my brain is a little foggy on some of the details. But wasn't it something like every quarter or something like that, she was needing mm-hmm. an influx of the supply to make this drug. So she needs a constant supply, just not this one-time delivery that we see, and I don't know how much she needs, but you know, we see a stash sitting there. Is that going to be enough for her? I wonder if she's going to try to bring Darlene's people back in. I mean, Darlene died, but she yeah. had people who did the work for her having to harvest I, ca- I guess you call it harvest the poppies and mm-hmm. I don't know how you make heroin but whatever it is that they're doing to produce this product I'm wondering if she's going to pick it back up I mean she was very ambitious when she was getting mm-hmm. pretty angry at Darlene not giving her more of the business and making her part of it and she was end up cutting her out and like you said she's in a headspace where she's like I don't give a shit mm-hmm. well, you can't hurt me anymore everything Like Marty was saying, everything's been taken from her. She has no family left. What has she got left to lose? I was thinking her motivation could either be to make a bunch of money and get her and three out. Or Mm. maybe she just wants to fuck over Wendy as much as possible. There's a good motivation for her. She's not a fan of Wendy these days. I didn't think of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because when she turned over Zeke, that was the thing that she said. Do not let this baby, do not put this baby in Wendy's hands. 
That is that is very, very true. Mm-hmm. Good, good point. Yeah. She's got a money launderer. She does. She's got a she's got Jonah. Jonah. If she can persuade Darlene's people to come back and do the work, mm-hmm. that would be one good way to take Shaw away from, from Wendy and kind of ruin that whole part of her business and her in her deal with, with Shaw. That's a really good point. I am slow on the uptake today. It's really good. Yeah. What's your number two? Gosh, what is my number two? Um, very short <laughs> and more of a question, I guess, than anything. What's up with the creepy priest? Oh, my gosh. I have a note about that. <laughs> Father Benitez, super creepy when he smiles. It's like the it clown smiling. Ooh, ooh. There's a nice <laughs> creepy comparison for you. Yes. He doesn't give me priest vibes. I mean, and he very well could be. And I feel like Omar kind of alluded to that because she's like, well, why don't you just have your priest help you when they were Mm -hmm. talking to him? And he's like, there are some messages that he won't carry. And maybe that's to his, you know, holding up some part of his priest ethics, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, okay. I'm like, okay, so maybe he is really a priest. He didn't give off a lot of priest vibes. I almost wondered if he was one of his hitman or something. And one thing I don't know that I understand, why does he want Navarro to stay in jail? Do you know? I think because he is a priest and he doesn't believe in hurting people or killing people. But yet he is a bystander and he watches it goes on and he's not going to turn Navarro in for that. Mm. But I think he wants Omar to stay in jail so he can't kill anymore. Mm. And I think that's when Wendy said that, she said, does Omar know that you want him to stay in prison or you're trying to keep him in prison or something like that? He said, he knows I love him. So that was a weird relationship between the two of them. Mm -hmm. He is principled in that he won't carry certain messages or there are certain things he won't do for Omar. For example, I don't think he would have hurt Wendy, but I think he probably would have stood there while the other guy did. Yeah, I agree. That's a weird line to yeah. draw. Yeah, I don't think he has any illusions about who he's working for or keeping the company. I don't know if right. it works for him, but, you know, he's obviously sounds like his personal priest. You know, it, I think we, we definitely got, Yep, I at least got the impression that it sounds like he's lives there at Navarro's compound and he's Navarro, despite being a head of a cartel, he seems to be a devout Catholic in some form, you know, that he goes to like a regular confession, it, it looks like, you yeah. know, to absolve himself of his misdeeds which i find really interesting yes and kind of amusing you know maybe working for is not the right thing but you know uh keeps keeps the company of i didn't quite understand that uh, maybe it'll be further revealed but i just thought that was interesting and yeah i think you're right i think had they offed wendy there in that scene or something that he would have just stood there what should happen yeah it's a weird <laughs> line to draw yeah that dude there's just some off-putting about him <laughs> Uh, very much Oy. so. All right. And just the kind of matter-of-fact way he talks, like, it's very interesting. I've never seen him be able to be talked out of things before. Mm-hmm. It's just really Agreed. weird. Agreed. Okay. What's your next point? Okay. It's been a long time, and I feel like I, I have to talk about Wendy again. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely... I'm sure you have stuff on Wendy. I think we're always going to have stuff on Wendy from here on out. Let's let's dig into it. 
I liked how it, the episode starts off right where it left off. Wendy and Marty are getting back to their hotel room from killing Avi. Yep, in the cleanup. Yep. And they just start lining up the airplane bottles and they're both drinking, which I thought was funny but real. Shooters for everyone. Yep. And Wendy's not even bothering. She's just downing them. Marty at least put his in a glass. I love the differences between the two. It definitely does speak to their personalities, I think, and how they handle these moments. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Wendy's just unscrewing that top and then just chugging them. And and Marty takes the time to put it in a glass and has it neat, which I'm like, that just kind of tells you who they are right there. And they have a pretty frank conversation with each other. On the one hand, I thought Wendy was right about a lot of things. Marty should have known that as soon as she saw Ruth in Chicago... That's what Ruth was going to do. Yeah. Marty's convinced he could have talked her out of it. And that's just Marty being a fixer. He is a problem solver. He never loses hope that, okay, well, this has happened and completely derailed my plan. So now I got to do X, Y, and Z. It's very rare that we see him at the end of his rope and that he's given up on everything. He's always going for the next step, even when it seems completely lost. Yes, But then Wendy here is pretty detestable. She blames Marty for everything. She admits to him that it's not enough for her to escape with their lives or escape to be just out of things. That's not enough for her. She wants to come out of that on top. And that's the only exit that's acceptable for her. And she will risk everything to do that. Her kids, her marriage, her life, everything. She still believes that she can be happy and successful after all she has done and seen. She keeps talking about coming out clean. There is no coming out of this clean. Mm -mm. I mean, maybe for her, it would be. She'd come out of it and she'd live the rest of her life and not think that she's dirty, but she will always be dirty. Mm Mm-hmm. I just wrote that um, Mm -hmm. you can't erase the things you have done. And Charlotte and Jonah have been irreversibly impacted by what they have seen and participated in. Yeah. You can't erase that. Yeah. Although I think she's more grounded in reality of the plan at hand and what's happening, she's also more delusional about getting out of the situation. Yeah, I agree with you. I'll just add to what you're saying since we're talking about it because it's one of my points too. I liked that opener. They do such a great job of kind of flowing into the next episode from where we left off. It wasn't hard to pick up that like, oh, what are Marty and Wendy doing? You kind of know about what, you know, when they come in and they start grabbing the shooters like, oh yeah, this is just right (laughs) after cleaning up after Javi at at, uh, Claire's office. And I did feel like such a real moment. Like I said, they had a very honest and very frank conversation. And Marty got really emotional in this scene. I haven't seen a lot of that from, I mean, not that Marty never shows emotion. Because I know we talked about, um, you know, Ruth was saying that he he doesn't show emotion. And I know he kind of flinched at that. Like, it doesn't mean he's cold um, or heartless or anything like that. I just don't know that he's always demonstrative with his mm-hmm. emotions. And he was here. Like, he cried. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, this is really, like, he's getting scared. Yeah about their situation and what this means. He just wants out. While I think that you're right about Wendy wanting or that she can see more than what he he sees, he's working to get them out 
and she says that she wants out, but she and she wants to be clean. But her ambition, yep, is just clouded her. Mm-hmm. Man, I tell you what, Laura Laney is just sewing, doing such a great job. She reminds me a lot of Lena Headey playing Cersei on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. My God, you know, she killed her. that role. Oh yeah, yeah, I know you loved Cersei. <laughs> I know you loved her. I do too. And what is so great about, you know, Lena Headey's, the way that she played Cersei and the way that Laura Linney is playing Wendy, I just want someone to just blow her away. I uh-huh. hate her so much. And, it, and that, I think, really speaks volumes to Laura Linney's performance and how amazing she's doing that we can just... And I feel like that's a, a, a fairly shared opinion a lot uh, amongst a lot of the fans of the show is that we all hate Wendy so much Mm -hmm. right now um, because of the things that she was saying in this opener because I'm like oh my god what how can you after all of this she's still like "Uh uh-uh no it's not enough that we just survive and I'm like you have children exactly if you can't think of your yourself and your husband and and your own self-preservation you have children that you have dragged into this situation and know way more than anything that they should know about what you're doing and what's going on and people being killed. Think of them. Who cares about if you get out clean? It's about your lives at this point. And it's so frustrating to hear her talk about that. Like she has this greed and this want of power. She's so power hungry and ambitious that she's willing to risk not only her life, her husband's life, but her children's lives. It makes me so angry. It's like I feel like like she had Helen's brains blew like blown right on her and in her hair. She was picking out brains and skull out of her hair. These people will not think twice about not just killing her, but their children. Mm-hmm. Didn't Omar even say that when when she confronted him in, in jail? I'll kill you and your children? Something to that effect? I don't think he's kidding. I remember, the cartels are not known for their morality. No, I don't think they think twice. When she gets back to the house, the first thing out of her mouth is telling Charlotte that Ruth killed Javi. <laughs> Why are you involving her? She wants an ally out of Charlotte. And that is incredibly selfish, terrible, terrible parenting. She's in high school. And she comes home. Ruth killed Javi. Like saying, I I, I picked up, you know, turkey for dinner or something, you know, just rolls right out of her mouth. She wants an ally out of Charlotte. Yeah, you know what? You're right. And... I don't think Charlotte's having any of it. Charlotte is is not super pleased with her mother Mm-mm. right right now. And a couple things that Wendy said that were pretty horrible to Marty was, I'm not falling on my sword because you fucked up, Marty. Ah, oh, so mad. She says, <laughs> if you loved me, you'd do the same. They were talking about something. I didn't know how much there was left between them, but I think Marty still does love her and still is willing to sacrifice everything for her. And it makes me sad that he's willing to do all of that for her, for the kids, and Wendy's not. She's willing to do anything to get the goals, and she would say that that is for them, Mm -hmm. and that's for her kids, but really it's for Wendy. It is for Wendy. And I, I was questioning that during this episode. I'm like, my God, Marty, why are you still here? Why can you not just say, you know what, I'm taking the kids and we're going off to witness protection. Because it sounds like 
at least maybe they have that as an option. That was like their one, like I they lost their deal, but it sounds like that could be an option for them to at least get them, you know what? Yep, you guys screwed up, but we're willing to do that much for you. Does he still, that was my question, does he still love her? And that's why he's willing to continue carrying this out and go along with, with things. I think he does. Oy, it's like an abusive relationship. Yes. And maybe for Marty... That's just the thing he's hanging on to is his family unit. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what keeps him going. It's going to get him killed, I think. Yeah. I think it's going to get him killed. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons I fear for Marty so much (laughs) is that Wendy's going to get him killed. Mm -hmm. What's your next point? Oh, boy. Where do I go after that? (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. Well, while we're talking about Wendy, uh, kind of a short point, but say what you will. And of course, I have said a lot about Wendy. And uh, but I tell you what, that woman knows how to make a deal. Yep. She was really good at reading Omar. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the threatening thing I've always thought of Omar since we've met him is he's quietly threatening. Like, I feel like sometimes the quiet ones can be more threatening than the ones that are yelling and screaming and throwing out threats and everything than just kind of making a show of it. Whereas Omar's been very quietly dangerous in my eyes. But I'll tell you what, scared the hell out of me in that scene uh, when he rages at Wendy in, in the jail when she's presenting this. Yes, you know, yes, your nephew's dead and, you know, but here's what we're going to do. And he is pissed. I think he has just had enough. But, you know, she's she's presenting this to him as she says, and I don't know if it's true or not, because I don't know that I'm smart enough to really figure all of this out and to be like five moves ahead Mm -hmm. or anything. I'm just trying to kind of go with it here. She's telling him, like, this is your best option, your only option, really. And, you know, when you cool off, you're going to, you know, you're going to realize that. And, of course, he, again, threatens her and rages at her. And I'm like, there's the there's the kingpin. Mm-hmm. There's the there's the drug lord I've been waiting to really uh, see. And it, it, he was definitely fully unleashed. Like I said, say what you will. Wendy is always looking for that deal. Like mm-hmm. when she was telling the FBI agent, she's like, you know, hey, you know, we had 24 hours ago, we had a deal we could all live with. How do we get back to that? Damn, Wendy, you are good. You mm-hmm. know all the things to say. Now, of course, the FBI agent was like, nope, you know, we ain't got nothing. Javi's dead. He was the only reason you guys had a deal. But she knows she's right. Navarro was always mm-hmm. going to be more controllable than Javi. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Javi was a hothead, for sure. And she's right about that. She knows exactly how to spin it and what to what to say. Yep, yep. You're right. And she didn't really say that many things that weren't true. Yeah, she said to the FBI agent, she said it to to Omar that while it was facts, big balls, big balls she had to turn around and say he'll he'll take it, knowing that he literally just threatened to kill her. I'll have you killed, Wendy Bird. Yes. I admire her skill for that. I don't like how she's using it. I don't like her motivations. I don't endorse it. But I do admire watching her work because I'm like, you you are smart. And she she took a huge gamble and she won on that one. It was a huge gamble. She was gambling with all their lives. Yeah. It was a masterful play. What Omar really liked about all of that is that Omar admires her and Mm -hmm. respects her balls and respects what she did and knows that she knows that he could have killed them all. She was basically giving him the power to do that, which then made him not do it. 
And he respects her for that. I think he admires her. I think he does. But you know what? I do think he's kind of seeing that as his out. You know, he got moved at least back to Gen Pop. I think he's putting on a show of it. I don't think he's going to be. I, I still think they're in danger when it comes to Omar. He's, he's kind of going along with it for the moment because it's getting him in a place that he wants to be oh, yeah. as far as position and power. I, I still think, she, you know, he's not yeah. totally in her good graces. And even if he likes her and respects her, if he thought it was his best move, he would kill all of them in an instant. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I can't believe. I mean, we saw that from Helen. Yeah. Helen was useful to him. Helen worked for him for a long time. And yet he did away with her in an instant when it wasn't convenient any longer. Right. When she was interfering with, you know, Wendy and Mm -hmm. Marty and they're like, hey, you got to do something about her. Well, blew her brains out. Mm -hmm. I think she's got some tremendous negotiating skills that Wendy Bird for as much as what I get so angry and frustrated with her and just I'm like screaming at my TV, you know, (laughs) at her. (laughs) I do sit back and go, damn. Uh That was a power move. (laughs) Yep. I like a show where it's not predictable. So it was hard for me to piece it all together what she was doing until she told the end. And then I was like, okay, I got it now. And I like that. I like that it's not predictable. It's not predictable. Oh my gosh. No, that's what I was having. Yeah. The conversation I was having with my daughter, I was like, that's just what's so interesting to me about Ozark is I have never been able to predict what's going to happen next. So many shows I can just, not everything that I watch, but a lot of shows. And I'm just like, yeah, I I feel like I know where it's headed. I know where it's going. I know what this character is going to do. This show is definitely on a, on its own level with me. I, I can never figure it out. It's always, you know, taking these twists and turns I don't expect. And I do love that. It definitely keeps me engaged and interested and so intense. One good thing about this show when it's over, the only good thing is that um, hopefully my blood pressure will go down a little bit. <laughs> you can breathe. <laughs> I can breathe. And yeah. And, and yeah, I feel like I need to be whatever Marty's on to stay that level of calm. Uh, yeah. I don't know how he does that. Uh-uh. I have one last point. I'm not sure what number we're on, but I, I think we've covered all of my things, except the last point I have is that the birds are really backed into a corner. Mm-hmm. Their deal with the FBI is off. Claire doesn't want to deal with them any longer. Their deal for protection with Maya is off, and she just yeets Marty out of her office, which I kind of liked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good for her, you know? And Marty really does throw himself on the sword and offers to run the cartel, which I couldn't have been more shocked at that. Mm -mm. What are you thinking, dude? And Wendy hasn't told Marty everything he needs to know, which is typical Wendy behavior. And Marty does it, too, at times. They don't tell each other what the other is doing. Wendy doesn't tell Marty everything that she's done and how close they probably came to all dying And he finds out, and he goes to Mexico anyway. Mm -hmm. Charlotte comments that he's doing it for Wendy, and I believe that's true. I do. Mm -hmm. And Wendy knows he could easily be killed in Mexico and never return, but it's all worth it to her. If it gets her what, what she wants. Yep. She'll risk anything to come out on top. Yeah. It's disgusting. Mm hmm. 
and again, I lost my account too, so I'm not sure where we're at, but <laughs> it, it is a note that I had anyway, the, the end there, Marty going to Mexico. I'm trying to picture him showing up to Mexico like, hey, I'm Marty Bird. You know, I'm going to run a Mexican drug cartel. I'm really looking forward to seeing what that looks like because I'm thinking that'll be really interesting. I think it's going to be really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's so hard not to watch ahead. Oh, gosh. The good thing is that there's so much great TV. Yeah. But this is definitely one that's hard. Sometimes it's, oh, gosh, I really want to watch that next episode, but I can usually get fairly distracted. This one is probably one of the hardest that it's, it's hard for me to distract myself to something else because it's... Damn, it is that good. My daughter's already finished the entire. She finished it, uh, what's today? Today's Wednesday. I think she finished it either um, Sunday or Monday. I don't remember. She'll just nod her head. I haven't gotten spoiled yet. I haven't gotten spoiled. I've, like, I've seen several people posting about it, and I'm like, oh, no, hide oh that gosh. post. It's so dangerous. <laughs> this is such a dangerous yeah. part of, of um, like, we're in danger of getting spoiled. Yes. Um, of covering a Netflix show, because obviously there's a lot of talk and chatter about the show. Uh, people are posting things. It's so hard to not get spoiled. But Marty's face when they're there in the in the driveway and he's getting ready to be driven off. I don't remember Omar's like bodyguard or whoever he was was like, "Wow, I can't believe Omar." After he said he was going to kill you, and now you know this has happened, and he's you know all of this is happening. You know, I'm totally paraphrasing here. I don't remember exactly what he said, but that's when Marty finds out that she had behind his back went and done this whole deal with omar and that he really initially was not for it he had threatened to kill them but then turns around and he's like okay yes let's do it um he looks at her and he's like all i can think of is his face just says for fuck's sake wendy what the (laughs) yep (laughs) because he oh just like you said there's so many things she hasn't told him and that i feel like he needs to know i mean he came to her and apologized to her for talking to maya without her knowing because he didn't go he didn't tell her she that he was going to go see maya because obviously the conversation that they had she's like hell no we're not doing this you know i want to come out on top it's not just about surviving he was willing to throw himself under the bus and say i'll do the time i'll do the 18 months and then go work for the FBI. And then, yeah, go yeah. work for them and just to keep him and his family safe. Piss me off that Wendy is like, you know, I thought you cared about safety there in the beginning. And I'm like, I do think that he does. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's ever been a time there might have been. I don't know. I, I can't recall any right now. But I'm like, he is trying to think of his family's safety. He's trying to get you guys out alive. Who cares about coming out clean? He's willing to go to jail, work for the FBI in order to preserve his family her blaming him there in the beginning like well this this was your fuck up and i'm not taking the blame for this i'm not falling you know i'm not gonna fall on my sword as you put it she's the one that called javi to the freaking office but she just wants to say well it was gonna happen it was inevitable ruth was gonna do it no Mm -hmm. matter what i'm just so pissed at her right now and now here's marty (laughs) going off to freaking mexico where it just seems like the last damn place that he needs to be he's got that weird creepy priest there with him and yeah Oy. And then we've got Javi's mother who's down there. Uh-huh. Yep. I didn't even think of that. What the hell? I don't think there's going to be a warm welcome no. for Marty at all. No. I'm not feeling good about it. I just feel like Marty going to Mexico is the last thing that needs to happen. He's not coming home. I don't feel good about it at all. At all. I agree. <sighs> I'm stressed out. All right. Any other notes? I don't think so. I think we've covered all of my notes. I'm just... 
as much as I want to watch the next episodes, I do feel like it's good for me to take a break. I, I get so, so strung <laughs> out. And so and it's just too much for me. So no, that, that's it for me. The only other note I have is that the symbol this week was a cocktail, which I think represented the cocktail that Maya was having. Huh. Maya and um, Mel. Mel. Mm-hmm. Yes. A coffin, handcuffs, and keys. The keys were for Darlene's barn. Yep. The handcuffs were the wrist cuffs Ho- that Javi's. Uh, no, that or, um, sorry, Omar. Yeah, was oh, in. I said Javi. Um, yep, Omar. Because if he hadn't been in them, he would have leaped across the table and strangled <laughs> Wendy to death. <laughs> leaped across, strangled yes. her absolutely. 100%, and the coffin I was that. Wyatt's coffin, and Ruth was having a fantasy, mm-hmm. which was kind of a weird fantasy, but I think it was just showing how she was remembering how irreverent Wyatt would have been at the same situation and they would have made fun of it and they would have been goofing around and that was just her way of remembering Wyatt. It was really sad when she was sitting on the roof and listening to everybody talking about him that was bringing her comfort. Remembering and talking. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I appreciated the dark humor moment there where she's envisioning her and Mm -hmm. Wyatt in in the grave and like throwing the dirt on each other. I can appreciate that. I've got a little bit of a dark humor myself and I feel like dealing with grief yep. like that. Sometimes humor helps a little bit, helps, helps. Cope. Oh, I always laugh at the worst times and yeah. it's because Same. that's how I, I, I get it. like that too. I don't humor's uh, a coping mechanism sometimes for me. So I totally appreciated mm-hmm. that. I didn't think it was too weird or anything like that. And yeah, it was nice to, I think that was a, a, a real moment. I feel like, yes, we're dealing with like, drug cartels and there's so many like moments that you just have to kind of suspend your disbelief but this was definitely a very real moment i think that was really nice all the young folks that knew wyatt and were all sharing stories and kind of laughing and you know things like that and sharing memories was a nice real moment and like you said a good comfort to ruth i think she needed that Mm -hmm. she's in the dark place awesome that's it it's pretty good pretty good wrap up this a lot happened in this episode as far as like really setting it up. It, I think that from here on, mm-hmm. it's going to be even more intense if that's possible. Yeah, it's only five episodes. That doesn't seem like a lot of time to go to Mexico, take over a cartel. Um, they got yeah. a lot on their agenda. To, to, to try and, and, and wrap things up and get the story, that's not a lot. Mm-hmm. But they one thing that I think that the folks that write the show and run the show, I think most times they're really good about pacing. Yeah, that car accident just has me completely freaked out. And I'm just trying to prepare myself for being angry and devastated and every other emotion that I could possibly feel. Because I just think, unless it's a vision, and I don't think it is. Or a dream. Right, but but I don't think it is. I think it's real. And I'm just setting myself up for the worst. (laughs) I know. And it's kind of like, well, when does that happen exactly? Because Marty's going to Mexico. When when does this car accident take place? Like it, the closer it, we get, I think it's going to be the end. Mm. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see how it couldn't be. I don't know. I'm worried for everyone, honestly. I just mm-hmm. I, I think it's just going to end poorly. Not in a poor way, just like it's not going to end well for a lot of people. Oh, boy. I think that was good, though. All right. 
I didn't have any news this week. I did like Google briefly just for the episode and I didn't Oof. find anything good and I was afraid to go any further than that. So we will probably save the news for the end. That's, I think, advisable <laughs> in what yeah. I, I normally do. I if I normally... see anything that grabs me, I'll, I'll just... I'll be, include it, but be careful. I'm not if, digging. Yeah. If I see something, I'll definitely pass it on to mm-hmm. um but yeah, just be careful. Don't go digging cuz I can tell you from experience even you don't even have to dig sometimes. Sometimes you just see a headline. I have seen spoilers in a headline. Yes. Um and yes. And, and, and and our reputable. friend Mark Kirkman. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start right there. <laughs> It's, we love you, Mark. We do love you, Mark. Uh, but yeah, it's it's tough. I don't. I, I often do that too. I usually have news at the beginning, news at the end. Yeah. Don't take that risk by even typing Ozark into your Google search. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I was even hesitant about reading the titles, and and then I read them, and then you start reading things in. I'm like, oh no, no, don't do that. Yeah, I used to include the description. Sometimes they give you that little blurb that goes with the oh, episode. No. Yeah. And I, I stopped doing that, too, because yeah. they started to get a little spoilery. And I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit, I don't want to know. I haven't even watched it yet. I do good just to try to grab the title of the episode not and not see the blurb. Don't want to yep. know. Don't want to know. Don't want to be spoiled. Can't wait to watch this next episode, though. Let's start with our listener responses. We got some really good in-depth responses this week. We have great listeners. Always very Mm -hmm. insightful. All right. Well, I'll take that first one. Um, Ginger Martinez says, okay, so I've watched this episode twice and I keep falling asleep. Nothing to do with how fantastic this ride is. I just need to watch earlier in the day. Anyway, the only thing I want to say is Javi's mom seems so accommodating and quiet, calm, reasonable, but I think that's an act. Perhaps Javi gets his entitlement and insecurity issues from his mother. I think she was behind Omar's assassination attempt. She told Marty that the lieutenant who was stealing was jealous of Javi and even that Javi intended to remove this guy from the business. I think that guy knows the family and is a risk to Javi and his mother. This may be a perfect match for Wendy to go toe-to-toe with. And by the way, Wendy is more awful than ever. I predict she doesn't survive. I think even if she does survive, she won't be fulfilled with living a normal life. Omar said to uh, this to her last season. She craves the power and the danger. That is what makes her complete. Thanks for the pod, guys. Thank you. Great. Jason Kabasi says, as much as I don't like Wendy Bird as a person, I was impressed by her deal-making skills in this one. I agree. Agreed. Our dear friend Lindsay Schlicht says... Does anyone else watch this show and constantly repeat to themselves, oh, hell no, fuck this, get out, what are you doing, get your shit and run, it's not worth it, etc., or is it just me? It is not just you, Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. She goes on, this show is so damn stressful. I want to be rich as much as the next person, but I just can't imagine putting up with all of this for money. Wendy in the hotel room erased any residual feelings of hope of her redemption to me. Not only was she awful to Marty, she's delusional. She blames Marty for everything, but she called Javi there. She can't see how they ruined Ruth's life. Wendy's a lost cause. Marty should grab the kids and ditch the bitch already. (laughs) That's basically what you said earlier. (laughs) Sorry, I just needed a moment. I had to get that giggle. 
I'm not sure I understand why Wendy got Navarro uh, put in gym pop. Was it liter- literally to show how bigger balls are? She seemed yeah. legitimately terrified when they showed up at her house, but how could she not have expected that? This episode of Ozark has a contribution to the Department of Suspension and Disbelief. Darlene's heroin supply still sitting untouched in the barn on a property where two people were just murdered and the police are investigating seems like a hell of a stretch to me. That said, I suppose it will result in a hell of a storyline with what Ruth at war with Marty and Wendy. I hate to see how it uh, goes down like this. This show is bananas. Oh, Lindsay, I love your feedback so much. Um, you really just say all the things and say them well. Yeah, that's pretty much our entire podcast. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty, pretty much recapped right there. Yeah, we didn't talk about Wendy getting surprised in her kitchen like that. I thought, man, that's a that's a moment for Wendy. She was just, like genuinely scared. It was great to see Laura Lenny make that switch. Like, oh my god, please not not in the house. And she was like scared. I think that she knew it could go one of two ways, and she wasn't surprised. She was scared, obviously, because she figured they were there to kill her. But I think that just goes to show how fucked up she is, that she's willing to go there. Mm -hmm. She was willing to take that risk, and her kids could have been home. Yeah. They could have come to kill her and her whole family, Mm -hmm. and she was willing to take that risk. Yeah. You know, it worked out for her, but- I think she knew that it could have went the other way as well. Yeah. Yep. Alma Contreras says, Dang, Wendy has become so ruthless and delusional. I hate how she blames Marty when she is the one who has been the driving force for a while now. Poor Marty. He does carry the weight of all the blood that has been shed from their continued shenanigans. He's right. They can't have it all. And it's too late. The birds will never get out clean. I'm glad Helen's family let go, but man, Mel gets on my nerves. One thing that has me perplexed, how did they dispose of Javi? It's not like he was killed in the Ozarks where he could be buried somewhere. LOL, just wondering. I don't know. I guess I don't know what they did with him. I don't know. I know I had just proposed maybe they have an incinerator in that building. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what they would have done if they were in the Ozarks they could just take him to the funeral home <laughs> right <laughs> so they just happen to conveniently to have. have a funeral yeah. access to a funeral home yep where they can do those things it was really frustrating with Wendy in that opening scene and how she continued because you know Marty's like well hey you've done this and you know you're the one that called Javi and hey you were in this with me too you made these decisions and she's like you were a really good salesman I'm like holy shit She's not taking any accountability at all. It's so damn frustrating. I mean, I saw both sides to that because... Yes. She's right. He came home with this idea of, hey, Mm -hmm. (laughs) why don't I launder money for a drug cartel? But she was responsible for her own involvement in it. And he didn't... Obviously, nobody's talking Wendy into anything. Right. She has her own mind. But I think that's why the guilt lies so heavily on him is yeah. because he knows he, he initiated knows. this whole thing. He sure did. I mean, they were involved even before the show started, you know, right. him and his partner. Right. And he wasn't skimming them. Right. But he elected to get involved with the cartel. Yeah. When Wendy said, you were the one that saw his last financial advisor get his eyes carved out in front of you. I didn't think that was fair because at that point they were already committed and it wasn't like mm-hmm. he could have backed out at that point. Yeah. I think the 
the point of carving his eyes out in front of him was to show him that he could not back out. Yes, his choices led them there. He couldn't get out. He wasn't really given an option to get out. Right. It was a foolish mistake that he made, but I don't think he did it thinking that anything bad was going to happen. I don't think he had bad intentions. I know that sounds crazy. Right. I mean, it's a cartel and you're laundering money for illegal purposes. But I think if he knew everything that he knows now, he would have never touched it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think had he known... His decisions would have been a lot mm-hmm. different, um, obviously. And I think that had his partner not skimmed off the top, I oh, will just keep it clean. We're just laundering some money. And as long as we stay on the up and up and we don't cause any ripples, mm-hmm. then he thought things would just be status quo. Mm-hmm. But his partner got a little too greedy. Mm-hmm. Our final piece of feedback here we have from Don Elizabeth. She says... I'm finding that I'm very afraid for Ruth as all this goes on. Like Eurema and Wendy, I love Ruth's character and don't want her to die. I expect in every scene that everyone is going to get shot. (laughs) Um, I'm not clear on why Wendy lied about Navarro. He said he would kill her, yet she told Marty that Navarro wanted to work with them. And she was right. Good instincts, like Marty said. In the back of my mind, I keep seeing the scene of the Bird family car accident and hold on to that, thinking they all get that far at least but was that a true flash forward good for the writers for keeping us all guessing on another note i loved julia garner and inventing anna what a great actress she is i need to check out the one netflix show you podcasted about earlier with her if you remind me of the name thanks the name of that show was called maniac it That's is right. You talked about that. Yeah, it's a little different. It's not for everyone. Like I said, I don't think we got a ton of listeners for that. I can't say that it was probably super hot for Netflix at the time when it came out, but it is very interesting. And I think it makes you think. And there's some really great acting in there. And, you know, Justin throws in it. And he's great um, and mm-hmm. plays a very interesting character. And yeah, Julia Garner, she, like I said, was just a side character, but man, she really stood out. Didn't feel like a small part. Inventing Anna is on my list. I want to watch that. She's really great. There's a good interview of her showing how she slips into that, creating that accent that she does in that show. There's a good interview of her kind of evolving into that. And it's just, she's so freaking talented. I want all the good things for her after Ozark. She Mm -hmm. deserves it. Wow. That was really great feedback. I'm so loving that everyone's into this. Um, I guess that the, you know, it was good we decided to pick up on it might be a little late but we picked up on it because there was definitely some interest here you know so i'm i'm thrilled that you guys are along the ride for us i really appreciate you guys writing in and uh, kind of being there with us i think we're all a support system for each other (laughs) you know a little bit as Mm -hmm. um as i feel like some ominous things are going to happen so thank you everyone so much for for writing and we really appreciate you we are excited for you to follow us to the ozarks if you dare but until then you can follow us on twitter at strange t cast you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stranger cast. And you can email us at stranger things cast pod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV time app. You can find strange indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com and leave a review for strange indeed at Apple podcasts. Please do a lot of great shows coming out right now on podcastica. It's on my list. I haven't had an opportunity to watch it yet because I don't have this channel. I don't believe, but I'm going to look into trying to 
get access to it. Our friends Alex and Elizabeth, they started a podcast for the show called From on Epics. I watched the first episode. How was it? I think I was really sleepy, so I really need to watch it when I can pay full more attention. Mm -hmm. It's creepy and intriguing and interesting. I haven't gotten any further than that. Awesome. Well, it is called what is from and it is on podcastica again i haven't had a chance to watch it yet either the little snippet that they have for it uh, says the residents of a small town search for a way out when unknown forces keep them from leaving there's a lot of talk around this show i'm hearing a lot of buzz it's uh, if you care about rotten tomatoes it's 93 percent right now on rotten tomatoes and wow that's that's great. Yeah, that is really, really fantastic. It looks like it's gotten some pretty good talk and a lot of chatter around the show. Again, um, it stars Harold Perrineau. If you all remember Lost, hey, don't we all love Lost, right? Um, Harold Perrineau, who played Michael on Lost. Yep, he's great. Um, he's He was a fantastic actor in um, Lost, and I think there are some other folks that were involved in Lost also playing a part in this show as well. Uh, maybe behind the scenes folks, I think, or put it together. I think everyone should check out that show. I know it's on my list. Hopefully I can get around to it eventually, but definitely check out um, Alex and Elizabeth's podcast. You know, it had a... What was the show that you covered? Was it Midnight Mass? Midnight Mass? Mm-hmm. Just in the first episode, it had a midnight mass feel to it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ooh, well, we all know how much I loved that show, <laughs> so I'm intrigued. Yeah, I really liked that show. I loved your coverage of that show. That was oh, awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. That was definitely a, a, uh, an emotional one to cover, but yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, check out podcastica.com. Website is, is great. We got a lot of things happening. A lot of things coming. Mm-hmm. I, I may never sleep again. When is Stranger right. Things? Is that Memorial Day weekend? May 27th? Yeah, I think that's Memorial Day weekend, yep. Yeah, a lot happening. I think Obi-Wan premieres at the same oh time. Got Stranger Things, same time. We're doing Better Call Saul right now. We'll cover it. We're covering it now. We'll cover it when it comes back. They're taking a short break. A lot of things happening again. I might never sleep again. <laughs> But anyway, as far as what you can expect next on Strange Indeed, we are going to be covering Season 4, Episode 10 from Ozark, titled You're the Boss. That's Marty. Marty's the boss. Cartel boss. I'm, I'm wondering if it is going to be Marty. Yeah. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Wendy. And Ginger Martinez is Strange Indeed. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.